Over to the duration of the transatlantic slave trade, nearly 600,000 people were brought into the US from Africa. But today, still nearly 400,000 people are trafficked into and across the US every year. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And how the fuck are we doing today? Jan? Good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> exactly. And next. If you're feeling good, it's boring. <laughs> well, okay, so should I go into the, 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 uh, the usual um, thing by saying, like, I'm too tired to feel like anything right now? No, <laughs> yes, um, yes, that helps. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, same, same procedures every week. Uh, crazy busy, works really busy. Um, yeah. No, I've. Uh, the last week kind of flew by. It feels like we've recorded yesterday. And for the listeners, we actually didn't. We, there's really a week in between the recordings. The uh, last weekend, I went to the zoo, dodged the bad weather. To the zoo? Yeah, because okay. we oh, have... And you didn't get put in a cage? No, no, no. Wow. They, they Yeah, and nobody talked to me like I was actually working there, so... That, that was <laughs> no um honestly speaking that the weather's been shit the last week and uh i had there's been two options like one hitting uh what's it called like uh solarium like where you solarium, get solarium yeah yeah uh, where, 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 like the toaster or yeah, human um, toaster. Mm. or just i just wanted to get away i wanted to get away get away from the cold i wanted to get away from that like gray weather so i decided to go to the zoo and the one in stuttgart actually has a huge botanical garden Ooh. and uh that was the main reason so sunday morning because i was up at like 5 30 again oh. i just packed my stuff i took the train and they opened up at 8 15 in the morning and i was there at around 8 30 8 45 and nice. just hit the botanical gardens and the magnolias were blooming and it was 28 degrees C in there with a hundred percent humidity. And I was, oh, that felt fantastic. I just didn't want to leave the house there. And then there was the uh, cacti and the next one with like the dry heat. And uh, so the ones that don't use natural light, they have like daylight, uh, daylight balanced lights. So mm -hmm. it really, you walk out of there and you feel refreshed. It was just like going to Thailand. There was banana trees in there, and just everything now is uh, because of it's already March, the beginning of March. Uh, everything is in bloom, or not not in bloom, but it's starting to bloom. Mm. So that was really nice. And then, of course, I also enjoyed walking around and just to take a look at all the cages and uh, wild animals. Did well, you take not any so wild? Yes. Yeah, I actually went there with. <laughs> I went there with three cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new level of choice. Yeah, I, I got I got some um, point and shoots, and because um, Steph and I are going on vacation, I want to take one with me. So of course, I do the natural thing to decide which one I'm gonna take. I took all three of them out on a Sunday yes. and shot the exact yes. same pictures. That uh, it was good that there were not many people. Let's put it that way, because they they tend to look strange. First of all pulling out a film camera and making pictures, they already look at you. It's like, what kind of weirdo is that? If you do that with three, they start walking around you. They, they give you a little bit more space. 
They might phone someone up that shows up in long white lab coats and watches you from far. <laughs> someone like that, yeah. No, it was it was fun though. It's just just standing there and I had my sling back and just opened like in the front and I put out the first camera and make a picture. And you see the first one is like getting interested. It's like, oh, this is film. And I can see him like at, at the side of my eye, like walking towards me. And while I put away the camera and I pull out the second one and I see him stop and looking at me while I'm making the second picture. I put that one away and I pull out a third one and you see him just turn around and just head the other direction as well as he could. I'm like, yeah, that, that might seem a little bit weird. Especially then I think he realized that I had like the action cam like sticking out because I was uh, that, um, I had like the, 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 the strap, not visible, but uh, just underneath my jacket so that the action cam was looking out so that was kind of funny it was it, it, i felt kind of weird doing it the first couple of minutes but then i was just so into it and it was so much fun shooting those cameras too so yeah that's gonna be another video but those that's roles nice. i actually uh gave into development because mm -hmm. i want to get them developed so i don't mess up the development phase also i can't develop three roles at the same time um so giving it to uh the, the, the pharmacy normal photo lab kind of assures that they're all have the same exposure to do the comparison so now i'm waiting on those to get back but it's probably going to take another week but yeah it, it, cool. despite that i really just enjoyed being at the zoo having time for myself and um yeah rest of the week just catching up with work because that's it's been um kind of crazy it's like our customers are waking out of uh, up out of hibernation <laughs> from the winter time and uh, also there's been a trade show in Friedrichshafen, which I didn't have to attend as personal, but I visited yesterday. Mm. And I ended up visiting uh, my colleagues at the booth at, I think, 9.30. To make fun of them and say, no, 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 Exactly. Yeah, that off. was kind of the idea behind it. So I'm going to walk around and you guys have fun standing here and having to talk to people. Yeah, th that was a big mistake. I got there at 9.30 and the next time I was able to just leave the booth was at like 1.30 in the afternoon. We got swamped yeah. by mm. customers or not like interested. Um, yeah, customers. Uh, customers. Yeah, yeah, potential customers. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so I got back yesterday pretty late and I started pretty early this morning and been just working through all the inquiries that we got. It's, it's, don't get me wrong, it's a great feeling. It's just didn't expect it, was kind of hoping for a slow day today. Mm. didn't happen <laughs> and now i'm here yep so that was my week mainly how about you guys red uh is it the part where i complain because it's if, if it's all okay yes either it's the not weather fun. other people your car <laughs> no my car is fine the weather is pretty nice uh i'm 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 feeling good but the world is going to shit uh, again yeah the the, the people are in the street a lot of uh protests everywhere in the country oh uh, your side yeah, i mean yeah, my, side, my side of the world my my little people are always in the streets and just yeah, set but, something on fire absolutely but this time is it's a little bit bigger than usual a uh, lot of protests like against scary uh so far not not really like the okay. usual burnt car and uh fight with the cops okay so i would normally categorize that as being scary but i guess you count things differently in france yeah we do because i mean or you're just so used to it i i, I think both 
it's kind of the the game of the New Year's Eve on the the, the next morning. It's like, oh, it was a calm night. Only two hundred cars burnt last night. It's it's like the usual, what? right? Yeah, yeah, because they some people apparently in France uh, try to or at least like to celebrate New Year's Eve by burning cars, and and now that's as a new business I mean, idea. <laughs> Buy 50 old cars, get them insured way too high, parking in Paris. That's them what in Paris people do. That, that was where I, I, was, I was going, what, seriously? going at. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people oh, knowing that and wanting to get rid of their old car and touch the insurance money deliberately park outside in a very crowded street uh, on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, and they set their own car uh, on fire. And so they, wow. it's like, oh, you see, it's not me. And so they get the money. Anyway, um, some some cars are upside down and burning. Um, a lot of people are fighting with the cops because they, they protest against um, the government wants to change the age of retirement. It's actually uh, 62 and they are trying to make it happen to uh, push it to 64 which Fuck is them. yeah uh, yeah because, uh, i mean uh, yeah no no yeah They're and talking no, about 74 no. in germany <laughs> yeah so so it's in europe france has one of the lowest age of retirement compared to germany and other countries um the problem is not really there i think uh don't want to get too much into details but uh, it's not a comparison with other countries. Is the way it's been it's been done uh, by the government government uh, for the past uh, month? Um, like there is a lot of lies saying that if we don't change the age of retirement, we will not be able to found retirement for people in the next fifty years, which is not true, because. A few years ago, a special fund uh, was created by the previous gov- government to collect a lot of money in order to be able to uh, pay for for people getting retired. Yeah. And it's working fine. And we can pay for so, years so that's and a, years. That's uh, a national retirement fund. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And so there is absolutely no problem founding uh, the retirement for the people for the next 50 years. But this government is trying to... Uh, change the DH anyway, so people are, don't agree with that because they don't want to, and especially when you know that the government and all the people in parliament have a special treatment for retirement mm. that will not disappear with the reform that that, that they're trying to do. Uh, so it's as never usual, a good position to argue out of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you say, oh, you will have to work uh, two years, uh, two more years. And, and all the special things, because you are uh, you are driving a train or because you are a very hard job, like physically hard job, we are going to get rid of that. But us, at the, in the government or the parliament, uh, we keep our special bonuses and stuff. So, yeah, it doesn't really work. And that's why people are in the street and protesting and i don't think it will lead anywhere uh because it, it rarely do uh protest you mean yeah the protest it's mm. i mean it, it's been the case we people have been protesting in france for the past five or six years uh, because I thought, of, uh for a second i thought you were gonna say for the last 200 years but. yeah uh, that too <laughs> but especially, especially against this government and this uh president 
Yeah. They they have been protesting for the first f- his first mandate for the first first five years, and mm. when <laughs> there was an election, he got reelected. So they are protesting again against the same guy for the exact same reason and, and nothing is changing. So, yeah, I don't think it will, nothing will change. I think the, the, the law will, will pass and probably has already passed. So it's, it's chaos in France, but... How can you sleep yeah. while your cars are burning? <laughs> um, anyway, it doesn't, so doesn't the que- change The question is, much. Red, where did you park and what's going to be your next car? Uh, <laughs> I'm back in front of my building and, and I have an, uh, an arrow, arrows and a bow to protect it during nights <laughs> of mayhem. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's kind of weird to see the country um, being agitated that much, uh, but it's also very understandable that people want to protect their rights and, and their benefits that has been like gained over years and years of of negotiation and for for yeah decades so it's 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 very also sad to see that the government doesn't listen to the people and the majority is is very much against that but when i look at the news when i watch the news it's it's that kind of of shitstorm everywhere i mean the uk is also very um it's a difficult situation in uk at the moment from what i've heard and and a lot of people in europe are are in crisis so to speak so mm-hmm. it's not very surprising it's just uh, just sad to see that happen that often that often and and in in such a way that now um people in high schools students in high schools in colleges are also protesting and blocking the the, the buildings uh the truck drivers are on strike uh, the other day you couldn't enter the capital uh, because there was like 2000 uh, trucks blocking the access of Paris. What? Uh, you can't, uh, in some places, you can't buy gas anymore to wow. just put gas in your car and go to work because the, the truck drivers are on strike so that you, they don't deliver the gas into the gas station. So it's, it's, it's a weird situation. Again, um, I think they are, it's great that people protest and fight for their rights. Uh, it's just like saddening to see that the government don't give a shit and don't listen but other than that i'm i'm good okay, what about yeah, you okay. apart from <laughs> your country apparently unraveling from and the inside burning. out yeah and no, it, it will calm down in in a few weeks or months i mean summer is coming so <laughs> people will stop protesting uh, when it's time to go to the beach i mean the, uh, yeah okay <laughs> that that sounds also very french yeah but i think you mentioned once that like uh, the French Revolution only happens once, but it hasn't stopped happening. Yeah, that's. I think that that that. Yeah, I probably said that a long time ago, but uh, yeah. that's exactly what I think. I mean, the the the, the French people are known to be uh, complaining all the time about a lot of stuff. I think it's it's just like the continuation of a state of mind that um, allows us to um, complain about about, but but in a way that seems fair to us, like. We are not complaining about the weather. We are not complaining about bad stuff happening. It's just, is it is it a good decision? The government is, is taking a good decision or is it not a good decision? Does it make sense or does it, doesn't it? Like, I have a question for yeah. you, kind of about that. Tell me. Is there a fair amount of, or do you feel like there's a fair amount of elitism in French politics? Yeah, oh yeah. 
sort of in More the than sense ever, of, I would say. Okay, uh, can you explain that a bit? Because yeah, like um, nor uh, just just a bit of comparison. Mm -hmm. Like Norway, like yeah, we have upper class people. We have really posh folk. We don't have nobility. Mm -hmm. We, uh, as a part of our constitution, we abolished nobility. Yeah, two hundred years ago. We kind of did that and, as well by cutting heads, but we still have one. Yeah, yeah, you you did it, you did it the op opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so so sort of, I know that there's a fair amount of uh, Norwegian prime ministers mm -hmm. who like uh, only had the bare minimum of education. Yeah, I I even think we had two prime ministers who didn't finish a secondary education, secondary school. No. Yeah, okay. My, f I mean, I I don't really care much about politics, mm -hmm. even in Norway. Mm -hmm. But it always feels to me like it has always been made out of common folk to a large extent. It's very few people who come from money and get into politics. Okay. If that uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. We do have them, but it doesn't feel like that's the majority. Um, but I, I've, I've never been very interested in, the, in, in politics either. Uh, I mean, I was really into history until we started learning uh, the... the part where we touch with the Republic in France and the prime ministers mm. and all that kind of so after the revolution and, and Napoleon it was like a kind of getting boring so I probably know more about politics in Japan that, than France <laughs> but yes from from what I've I've heard since I was a kid the country has always been uh, in crisis like economical crisis but back in the days when I was a kid, the people were really much trying, I mean, the, the head of the governments were trying to improve the situation for the vast majority. Recently, with the a few president and prime minister that we had, those people are, are uh, almost all coming out of the, a great school that has been created in order to create this political uh, elite of the country. Okay. So there is no one coming from somewhere somewhere else, like someone who hasn't finished uh, uh, high school or or has no kind of degree uh, at all. Our president right now, Macron, comes from a bank. He's been uh, he's been uh, working as a banker for for Rothschild banks uh, oh. almost his entire life. And he's yeah, like okay. probably my age, around 46, 48. I don't, I don't really know because I really don't care. But he's, he's quite young. The problem is um, it shows now that he's not working in the best interest of the French people, but very much for big corporations' interest. And the way he's doing politics and uh, the consultants that he's um, hiring in order to make studies or to manage uh, national funds for retirement or for in, uh, French investment is kind of weird because it's not French companies. They are American and, and they are therefore not under the obligation of having any kind of tra transparency about how much money they, they manage and, and where the money is going and hmm. all that kind of stuff. So... It's been quite weird to see that the government is very much leaning towards American way of doing things, but not in a good way. Like not yeah. the 
uh, yeah, the no, brown orangey potato kind of way is very much uh, yeah. the trend right mm-hmm. now. And it's, it's yeah, it's... It, and I, that... I feel like we see a bit of that in Norway as well. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's starting to get influenced by and leaning slightly towards the same tendencies. Mm-hmm. But at least in Norway, we don't get that same level of it. Even as as you do in France, like, yeah, we have protests in Norway, but like, it's not, I don't feel like it's ever about proper massive issues. Like, yeah, there was a lot of disagreement when like we had this big uh, energy crisis Mm -hmm. and Norway was supposed to be, and uh, the whole population of Norway have been sold the idea that Norway are self-sufficient on hydroelectric power. Yeah, and power will always be fr- be cheap in Norway, mm-hmm. and then everything goes to, goes to shit apparently because now the they privatize the electrical companies and they are interested in selling our cheap electricity yeah. really expensively to Europe. Yeah, and that means that our prices are going up just because they want to. Yeah, we we do it better. We we produce electricity very cheap. We yeah. sell it to the Germans. And, and, and you, your and electrical they, companies are mostly state-owned, right? Yeah, uh, mostly. They, they are trying to, to buy it back uh, because it, okay. it, 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 it's a weird situation. But yeah, we produce very cheap. We sell it to the German. And when we don't have e- enough electricity for everyone, we, we buy back from Germans for 20 times the price or something like that. That's the same issue then. Yeah, yeah because Germans are very smart people. They buy cheap and they sell expensive. So they make a lot of money which they smart business wise is super smart but the problem is that the country our country is not smart enough to either produce enough mm. or sell for a good price in order to make yeah. profit and and be able to buy back this electricity for cheaper for anyway it's it's a shit show it's been a shit show for years it's it will be a shit show again for many many years but sometimes it's also good to to show to this elite you were referring to that we 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 see stuff, we hear stuff, we understand yeah. stuff, and in order to and show you that like to you set have stuff on fire, also that. Mm-hmm. So in order to show that you have to go in the street and set stuff in fire. Yeah, and and by all means, when when you have that big of a divide between the ruling class and the common people, yeah, like it sounds like you still have. In France, mm-hmm. you you need to use the masses. You need to scare the people in power to say, "Yeah, you're only in power because we allow you to be." Yeah, and they have they have good memory. I mean, they remember that the revolution happened once, and yeah. as I said, it's not really over. So we could cut heads again. So mm-hmm. be careful. And sometimes it scares the government enough to just so they drop the whatever oh, they was we were trying I, to do. I have this fantastical fantasy of an idea now that you still have a lot of like the original guillotines in museums and they are being ma- maintained and cared for by really, really old anarchists <laughs> that are keeping the, keeping the blade sharp and the mechanism oiled just in case. So, yes, <laughs> please send them back. <laughs> we'll need them. So yeah, just anyway, I'm wheel good. wheel them out to the front door and just <laughs> take some cabbages and cut them in half and just to show the, the government like, yeah. it still works, it's guys. Still working. Take yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. The country is not, but yeah, yeah. enough of that. Uh, Raz, how was your week? Today has been kind of shit, but the okay. rest of the week has been kind of good. So tell us about today. 
no, I'll tell you about my week first. Yeah, no, no, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something positive. You, you, you said it was good, so it's boring. So what happened no, today? No, it, it's interesting good. Okay. Uh, apart from the fact that I don't recall what I did this weekend. Because it was good, so... Yeah. Oh, because I probably was working and not paying attention properly. Okay. Yeah, I did I did things. I know that. Or watching Red Donovan's first season, maybe? Maybe w- watching what one now? Red Donovan? No, it's not it. That. No, um, that's not it. No. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I'll keep on searching. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but to, uh, a couple of good things that happened was on Tuesday, which, I, by the way, I nearly forgot, but I didn't. Just nearly. Uh, I taught a blacksmithing class uh, to a 13-year-old kid. Mm, nice. And there's a couple of interesting things. This is a 13-year-old kid that does not likely look, look like he's 13. If you told me he was nine and a half, I would believe you. <laughs> okay. Okay. But he is also the kind of kid who, at the age of five, said that he wanted to go out in the backyard and build himself a forge. Holy shit. I like that kid already. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, his mom contacted me before Christmas. was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so th- he really wants to attend the blacksmithing class. Uh, and, of course, I'm always hesitant when a kid wants to attend a normal blacksmithing class because, generally speaking, six, seven, eight hours of hammering yeah. is too much for, for most people who is not used to physical labor, mm-hmm. especially when you're young, talking about young kids. Yeah. So it's like, listen, probably he'll have a way better experience if we limit ourselves to three-hour sessions and we try to take it from there. Mm-hmm. And his mom's like, excellent. Like, here's a cup. Like, when can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, I have this stupid market. But just after that, cool. We'll schedule, schedule something up. And they show up and we talk a little bit. I kick the mom out but but of course yeah. uh so it's me and the kid and i mean we get going he and i'm like he's running around and looking at all the animals and talking and like he started out a bit shy when his mom was there but as soon as she left it was like no no this is cool let me show you my knife <laughs> i sh- made this my knife <laughs> nice. uh, but then uh like we sort of just go through making an essuk and uh then a leaf because just in three hours he is fucking good Nice. He cool. is able to hit better, more accurately, and stronger than a lot of grown adults I've had come to this class. What? Yeah, yeah, but it. I mean, it's a kid. It learns so fast just by watching and 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 listening to what what you will say. They have yeah. no. They, they are wired differently, and I see that every day with my kids. It, do it like like that because it's easier, it's quicker, and you will get better better result. His only answer is okay. And then he yeah. does it the way yeah. I showed him because there is no pride. There is no sense of, oh, I know better than him. There is nothing like that in the kid's mind. So, yeah, I'm not surprised, but that's great to hear. Yeah, so that was really inspiring. And it's honestly going to be really interesting to see how he develops in a year or two. Yeah. And even more so if he gets, uh, want to continue and goes into blacksmithing school. And maybe an apprenticeship after that, because he, I mean, he has a massive lead already yeah. on kids that are currently three years older than him. I bet. Does he have his forge in the garden? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, so his mom said like, oh yeah, no, he'll often be like, yeah, I'm going out to do, to do some forging, mom, and <laughs> and and he will just be off by himself, like hitting glowing metal for oh, three four hours at a time, and I was like, 
that that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot. That's also good proof of trust from the parents. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, also like parenting parenting done right. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's a twofold street. Like the kid needs to prove he's responsible enough to do all of it without being dangerous. Yeah. But the mom needs to also trust the kid and For not sure. be super scared. Or well, she's probably dead scared, but she won't say anything because he's doing what he likes. So yeah. you have to trust them. And and if the house burns down, well, it won't forge anymore. But uh, not not for a little while. <laughs> yeah, but 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 for now everything's good. So yeah, let, yeah, just let him do it. That's a nice story. I like that. That's great. Yeah, that was good. And yesterday I started using the power hammer to forge out some knife blades. Ooh. Which was kind of fun because now I suddenly could, I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not really familiar with using a power hammer yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just figuring things out and trying to dial in like sensitivities of yeah. using the hammer and how to efficiently use things and hit and whack and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then like making a bit of tooling in the way and like figuring out like, okay, I can make, make these two work, this tool work and do things better, quicker, faster. Yeah. And also like okay how much pre-shaping can i do on the power hammer to make the final blade shaping easier yeah and i i think the last knife i did was it was more than 16 centimeters long and i forged to finish in half an hour that's with cool. forge welding yeah that's great so I've, I've, i feel kind of good about that yeah you bet. uh i would still like to make it faster because money yeah, but uh, that's a really good start. Uh, previously, I would take equally long, and I'll make a knife that's half the size. It's it's not the first time that you're working with a power armor. It's the first time you have a power armor that you're able to work with. No, no, uh, no? this this last very I first. Mean, yeah, I I we had a small tire hammer in school that I used to make one billet of Damascus. Okay, like that that is actually ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh. At the same time, like, yeah, I visited another blacksmith. I ma- got to use his power hammer to forge a couple of na- nails uh, just just because. And that that's it. Uh, and then 10 years later, last summer, uh, that's when I got to use a, tire, a power hammer for the second time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to actually sit down and try to learn how to properly incorporate it into production. Yeah. So do, uh, do you have uh, fiat? your stand the way you use your feet to for, I, for the sensitivity or I, uh, I bet it's not called sensitivity but no it, it, yeah kind of the uh, yeah honestly the only difficult thing is because i'm ambidextrous mm-hmm. and the power hammer is set up for a right-handed person yeah like i'm con- i'm changing hands and grips and angles and changing hands all the time while m- yeah. working there okay. uh which Probably it's not a good idea, just in a matter of consistency. Depends. If you are comfortable, why not? Yeah, it's just that it that makes sense to me. It's like, no, no, it's a lot easier to just, oh, I want to forge down, like, if I want to set the, uh, the forge weld, I want to do that across the length of the, the of the hammer dies, yeah. not, not across them. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, then I will be holding things in my left hand. And then I want to draw things out a bit more aggressively, so I change hand to the right hand. And I will do all the staring there. So I'm standing at sort of the corner of the hammer dice and I'm just holding up hands and changing <laughs> as I'm going along. Yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out this time. You remember when you talked about like the tying your shoes and stuff like that that you learned? I mean, this is like everything else. It's new. So I think you're automatically going to find out what works best for you. 
yeah, yeah. and and i mean uh, so far i've used that power hammer for uh maybe a collective 40 hours so i mean yeah i'm starting to get familiar with it mm-hmm. and starting to know what i can do easily and quickly and what tools i'm currently missing mm-hmm. but i also very much know that i don't have the tech the finesse with it like the technical skill of operating yeah. to do things as precisely as i would like it mm. will come it will come yeah oh I, yeah I mean... it will it takes practice, like everything else. It takes sometimes years to just like know your power hammer inside out and and exactly h- how much pressure you need to put on the pedal to hit the exact yeah. force that you need in order to do what you do. And there, there's probably a bit of f- fine tuning that the hammer needs as well, mm-hmm. because and again, this might be me have being not properly used to it. Yeah. But it's nearly impossible to get it to strike solidly once. It will always want to double tap. Okay. Which is super annoying when you want yeah. to just have a gentle but solid hit. Yeah. And it always goes, go, and then, of course, you use tool jumps and it mars everything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this is fucked. Uh, yeah. And, and the first, you see the first time coming down for like the split time of a second, you see it's like, yes, this is exactly what I, then it hits the second time and throws oh, yeah. it out of whack again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of those already. Uh, but it, it'll come. And might might be that I need to call up a friend and get him to come down and do some like tuning of the power hammer, but mm-hmm. uh, that that that'll be eventually. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, though, uh, I did have dinner with my dad and my brothers yesterday. Cool. Oh, nice. Which is always mayhem. Yeah. Uh, because like uh, you know me, and it's a family yeah. of people like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then we have a couple of beers and. Who paid that, for dinner? Uh, I did. Okay. Because Great. well, yeah, I because uh, I'm the one with actually money at the moment. No, you don't have to explain yourself. I was just curious no, because no, no, I, it, if, it, if, but it's... if it's you for dinner times three, the bill <laughs> must have been like astronomical. No, it wasn't yeah. too bad actually. Uh, but uh, this this is sort of the common thing because we don't really give gifts to my dad anymore because he mm. has pretty much everything. So we take him out for dinner. My brother's yeah, That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so this time I I was the one with money on my bank account, so I paid, and they all will pay me back later. Cool. Yeah. So if anyone wonders why there are no all-you-can-eat restaurants in Oslo, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> so what the fuck happened today? Uh, uh, I, I I just woke up and was just not feeling it at all. Uh, like and feeling sick? No, or ju- no, just, just no motivation. Yeah, just no motivation. Just okay. the moment of waking up and like, yeah, sitting down, having slow breakfast and sort of like going through the list of things I'm supposed to do and just saying, uh, no. fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only only sensible thing I did to do, did do today is stop by the post office. And that, that was that was a short walk while it was still while it was still daylight and then back home and I played Frostpunk. That's good. Yeah, but sometimes you need those days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So I don't, I'm not f- feeling bad about it. I'm just slightly annoyed that the list of things I was hoping to do this weekend is still there. Yeah, but tomorrow is another day. And yeah. tomorrow is actually the weekend. So you're just on time. Yeah, I, I was trying to be a week early. I like that story. Let's, let's stick to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. I, I understand the frustration yeah. of not having done everything that ha- was on your list today. 
And that's a conversation I had with my kid like mm. three or four days ago. He was like, oh, but I wanted to do this and that. I said, yeah, but now uh -huh. it's bedtime. So you have to go to bed. And he was really bummed because he wanted to to make another drawing or play another mm. game or whatever. Oh, that those were the days when your to do list <laughs> yeah. for the day was fun stuff that you couldn't all do. <laughs> exactly, but I had to remind him that tomorrow exists. Like there, there is a tomorrow. You will wake up tomorrow. Well, it depends on the the the, the current state of France. <laughs> yeah, no, sure, but I mean, in his case, the, not 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 really a problem. I mean, yeah. we had we had a pro we are living in a small town, and the protest uh, happened on Monday, mm. uh, no Tuesday, sorry. And here it was actually 500 people and no no burning car. So oh, that so, was okay, okay. So that that's a different question. How aware are he? Is he about the protest and how scared is he about what's going on? Uh, I'm not telling him shit about that. It's, and it's I mean, not talked about in school or anything like that? I don't think so. Last time they talked about serious stuff in school was uh, because of the COVID and because yeah. one teacher was killed by a crazy guy. So they, they had to, to make oh. a minute, minute of silence for the, the teacher. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, my uncle died yesterday. Uh, oh, and and sorry I have condolences. Thanks, guys. Uh, but I, I I didn't tell him uh, yet. I mean, mm. it's it's. I don't think it's very important for him to know that kind of stuff. Why? Because I know him very well. I know how sensitive it is. He is, and it could really, really affect him uh, way, way too much. Uh, way first, first off. As a parent, I understand that sentiment, mm -hmm. but I think he, I think kids in general are a lot more resilient than we all give them credit for. Oh yeah, for. he is. No, 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 sure. He's, he, the kids are super resilient. In addition to that though, how big of a difference do you think he, it will make to wait a week or two or a month None. and then tell him that, oh, your uncle died a month ago and I didn't want to tell you? No, no, I will tell him. Uh, Probably uh, after the weekend. Uh, I mean, I, I have to mention that uh, in two days, it's his birthday. It will be nine. Mm. And if I tell it, I don't want him to associate the, day, the death of my uncle and the funerals that will probably happen next week with his birthday in any way. Like even if it's close proximity or whatever. I don't want to spoil his birthday just because someone that he doesn't yeah. really birthday, know died. Happy birthday. We're going on a road trip. Where are we going? Oh, to yeah. the funeral of your uncle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Oh, that, yeah. So that, yeah. that, that's something no, I, I don't want to do. That's not good. Uh, I also yeah, I, I understand, I understand that. I, I, no, I, I mean, I, I'm not telling you how to raise your kid by all means. Mm -hmm. It's just in my mind. But. It, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think that as long as it's not on the same day, I don't think it will bind him up that much um yeah no i just want to uh, see when the funeral will ha will happen if i will ha i will be able to go alone and yeah. if i'm not and he has to come with me i will i will tell him and explain him and yeah. and everything uh, yeah. i know he has he has a very um uh, good relationship with death so far like is is not yeah i mean we didn't we talk about that a while back yeah yeah he understands the concept he can understand mm -hmm. the idea and for him an old man or an old woman dying is natural yeah 
the 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 very first question he would ask would be probably how old was he and mm. i would like oh he was 82 and he would be okay yeah. he died okay he, that's normal then i mean that um, that's sort of a sensible age for someone to die at yeah exactly that's i mean it's a cycle of life and it's mm. natural and it makes sense because he was more than 80 in his mind you you live up to 80 or something so if you pass that age dying is part of the process it's like it will happen okay that's that's not too sad because he had a long and good life mm. the thing i don't want to do is associate that with his birthday and yeah. um, again he's so sensible that the other day i was talking about a friend of mine uh, who was a little bit down because he, he was feeling lonely uh, and so I was kind of affected after a long conversation with that guy. Um, and he, he came to me, he was like, what's up? What, what, why the long face? And I was like, I was talking to a friend. He's not doing that well right now. And he was like, why? Because he feels lonely. Okay. But he has no wife. And I said, no, he's, he has, he's not married. He has no girlfriend, no wife. And he started crying because mm. he felt lonely for my friend. He felt yeah. very bad that that guy is is alone. And for him, being alone is the worst thing that can happen to you in life. Just like you're alone. You're, you're alone in the world. And so knowing that, I don't want to, to be... I want to be casual about about all people dying, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, if if that makes sense, like obviously it's sad. Obviously, um, it yeah, it's sad. I mean, this uncle, my uncle, was was uh, my f- favorite guy in the world when I was his age because mm. he was the funny uncle coming down uh, to the house on Saturday nights to have dinner with the family. He was making jokes. He was playing with us. He was. He was a nice, funny uncle, right? So I liked him, uh, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I don't want to to teach my kid that death is not something natural. Has it's been for decades in France and probably all across Europe that if someone dies, it's the failure of the. Science is the yeah. failure of hospitals. It's the failure of a doctor or religion or whatever. No, it's normal it's process. It, it's the end of life. It, it happens to everyone. There is good death and bad death. We discussed that a long time ago, so mm. not going to go over that again. But yeah, it's part of the thing. I, I will tell him. Uh, you remember my uncle? Yeah, yeah, well, he died. And it would probably be, okay, can I go and play my Switch now? <laughs> yeah, sure, go. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably worrying too much, but I just don't want to associate that thing with his birthday because he's really looking forward to his, his birthday in two days. Yeah. But isn't it isn't it better, um, and that's just from my experience, when I was younger, positive events would erase negative events mm-hmm. from me. 
So isn't it better telling him and then his birthday, but kind of like erasing the whole thing because then he's distracted by it, then yeah, lessening the f lessening the fun of his birthday like two days later when he's still talking about his presence and telling him that his uncle died before his birthday. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, great it's, uncle. It's not, yeah, it's it's not his uncle because it would be my brother or, or something close mm. to that, but it's, it's my just, uncle. It's someone he, he, he's probably seen twice in his life. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that was another question. Like, how close yeah. were yeah. they? And if it's just it, no, it's a person that you are related to and you don't know. Yeah, it's that, like that, okay, moving on. That that's from yeah, it's it's more like this. When my grandmother died uh, a few years back, he was obviously mm. way younger. It affected him uh, because also he had to go to the funeral. He he had to see the coffin put uh, into the ground. And he was very sad because my grandmother was the one giving him cookies. So he was like, oh, the, the way he expressed it was, oh, I was happy when she used to give me cookies. Mm. That was mm -hmm. his sentence, right? And it was expre expressing his sadness at the moment. But he was close to my grandmother. Now it's someone that he doesn't really know. So yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, why bother? I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that case, it goes both ways. Uh, yeah. Both in the sense that he doesn't actually need to know because it's not, not someone he interacts with on the regular. At exactly. the same time, telling him immediately probably wouldn't affect him much. Yeah, and to go back to your question, Raz, uh, same thing with the protest. I mean, it's, hmm. it's not affecting his life right now. He's not seeing it firsthand. Uh, he doesn't see the protest, doesn't hear the protest, doesn't watch TV. We don't watch the news, so it's it's. I don't I don't want to put that kind of stress over a nine years old kid. Like, oh, France is going to shit at the moment. Why? I mean, it's, it, it, the situation that we are living right now will have changed ten times by the time he's eighteen or twenty, and even more when he uh, till the moment he reaches. Uh, age of retirement he will he will learn it like by the time of 13 14 you can't hide it anyway because this is where just the info at least for yeah. me, the information area started for like i was right. paying more attention to the surroundings yeah because and, in, um, in, it's gonna in, come naturally yeah you know you're right in high school people start to talk about what's on the news and what's happening in the world right now all they talk about is minecraft Fortnite and and football and stuff like that and that's good. I, I why put on kids the the stress of adults' life? I mean, it doesn't make sense for me. Being aware of the world is a great thing, mm. and that's what we are trying to do every night before bedtime when we watch Instagram to discover the world, discover animals, discover uh, uh, trades and craftsmen and stuff. So here's the world you are living in. That's part of the world. You can't see it because it's far away. You can't see it because you're at school every day. But that exists. So just to make his perception of the world a little bit wider, I, I try to push him in that direction. Mm. But protest? I mean, it, 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 if the law doesn't, doesn't pass and the government would change in six months, all the protests will be stopped. And, and in two years' time, there will be another wave of protests for another reason. And by that time, he will maybe pay attention to it or see it and, and ask questions. But right now, he doesn't care. The only thing he wants to know is, am I going to be a, allowed to play Fortnite for my birthday? <laughs> so if that's yeah. it. 
that's yeah. and that's that's good as is i mean i think so but yeah it's education of of kids and and important questions like this are are a bit tricky really depends on the situation the person the people the time the age uh your sensitivity the sensitivity of the kids yeah, I, so. I, I do not envy any parent for that I mean, i'm glad that i don't have kids <laughs> um, when it comes I, to that like just not for like for just purely selfish reasons to not mm. having to make those decisions i i'm i'm going i'm being completely honest i understand i understand your point of view yeah and, and i i totally respect it i still have to to tell that i have to still have to say that having a kid is the most wonderful experience in the world and i, I would not change or exchange one second of it for all the money in the world that's the best thing that happened to me in my whole life mm. uh, but it's it's freaking challenging <laughs> yeah you have you have to 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 be to put yourself on, on under a lot of stress and and think a lot of about what you're gonna do and not do and sometimes that's the most important what you're not gonna do but is it more difficult than Elden Ring Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! It's my. my I like that you like looked at the other thing for a second. <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, you can finish Elden Rings. You you will never finish a kids' education. No, that's properly. true. But I did I did remember that one of the things I did this weekend was that I streamed like an hour and a half of Elden Ring. That's good. So yeah, that's nice. Just just to make the conversation about me again. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> a lot, and now we are like one hour into it, and then, then still not topic. Fine, that that means we have a topic for next week. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. I I I really much get you, Red. Especially, it is a dilemma. Like all of the things with raising someone or raising a child, mm-hmm. is sort of the whole balance of. What can I deal with in the moment? How do I prepare them the best for tomorrow? Yeah. And so on and so forth. And it's constant constant uh, balancing act. And then, of course, you have all of those curveballs that happens when, like, oh, some kid at school said this or mentioned yeah. this or showed me that game. Yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, I, I, there is, you, you're right, because, and it happened to me, uh yesterday actually the kid uh, <laughs> it's 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 weird uh, it's a weird story to tell um okay in my in my stupid dad's mind mm-hmm. very naively i was thinking that my kid had no idea how you make babies <laughs> okay turns out turns out it's not the case anymore <laughs> and uh, because probably a, 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 another kid mentioned that in school and and now he knows and yeah. i was like no he can't know because i i never told him and obviously he will learn so much stuff uh from other people than me or my wife um so yeah i was kind of does he really know and he he, he sounded like he, he really knows <laughs> how it happens <laughs> so yeah you have to deal with that kind of stuff as well like mm, uh, you're a little bit embarrassed because you it, it's too soon for you because it's he's still my baby you know he, he's nine yeah. but he's still yeah, yeah. in my in my head he's still three and and yeah so you have to deal with all that kind of situation um, 
which are great, sometimes stressful, but also so <laughs> funny. I mean, discovering how someone becomes a person for his personality and learns about the world, um, starts worrying about stuff that is important to him um, and and f- create his own center of interest and, and of worry as well is absolutely fascinating. Um, hence my, my following question. I know, Raz, you want kid, right? Yeah. It, 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 and I have. And Jan, you just said that you you are happy you, you don't. Is it, Jan, a, a conscience decision to not have kids that you've decided with your wife? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's not because of that. This is just uh, what what I, what I told you is like that I don't have to make those positions. It's a benefit I'm having because yeah, not yeah, having yeah. children, but it's not the, the main reason why I or we decided not to have children. Care talking about about that a little bit more, like just the, conscious the decision. Like neither my wife nor I ever had the urge or wanted to have okay. children. Yeah, that's just something we discussed because it's been a problem in past relationships mm-hmm. where I was just like, yeah, I don't really want to. That yeah. doesn't mean I can't take the responsibility. I just, for me, I didn't. Yeah, for sure. Need yeah. To. I never felt the need on, like, give the the name onward, the family yeah. name. Um, and when I met Steph, she said from herself because she thought it would it might be a problem for the relationship, and she mm-hmm. said that she doesn't want to have kids. So um, I looked at her and like played shocked, <laughs> <laughs> and then said, "Say." Me neither. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and that was that. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, uh, an interview. I don't, re- I, I don't remember if it's in an interview if it's part of one of his shows, but um, let's say it's an interview. Um, so Ricky Gervais gave, gave an interview a few years ago uh, and he answered the question, uh, do you have kids? And he was like, how do you, I think it's a part of a show. How do you blame someone for not having kids? Like you, you say, oh, why don't you have kids? I mean, th- if you think about it, the other, in his way and in his show, and the, he, he obviously makes it funny, but he's like, yeah, but you should really ask people, why do you want to have kids? Because the world is going to shit and there is too much population already and it's like decay of civilization and so on and so on. So it's it's pretty funny when he says it. But I don't understand, yeah, the this this pressure that society puts uh onto people, like oh and as soon as you're getting married, say, Oh, so when when is the first kid scheduled for? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the very first yeah. question that no, we had. Everybody have, expects and everybody's asking, even yeah. in the family. Like there was never a question with that we wouldn't have kids. And that was I mean, they, it was accepted mm-hmm. because we were honest about it and said, No, we like we don't wanna. Um yeah, that's that's never been really a challenge. Um, there's a lot of decisions that go into not wanting to have children. I mean, yeah. there should be a lot of decisions that go into having a kid as well. Absolutely, my yeah, my yes, point. Yes, but it's more seen normal to have a kid than being married and not having children. Yeah, which that's, which is kind of weird. Which yeah. is kind of weird. Absolutely, and there's so much responsibility in the fact that uh, of of having a child. A child. Yeah. That you would absolutely need to think about it before having one, and not and after you've you've got one. So it's absolutely the right decision for you, yeah, not having a, a child because you just don't want one because you don't feel like it. 
Sure. I, I, love, I'm not I love being an uncle. Mm. But the yeah. great thing is, at the end of the day, I can take him and just bring him back to my brother, and then there his problem. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Get rid of what? You, yeah, you're, you're seven the... already. Time to have a Red Bull. What? <laughs> nah, I don't care. It's ten o'clock in the evening. Your dad's gonna pick you up in fifteen minutes. <laughs> and by the way, here is a drum set. You can take it home, my friend. <laughs> oh, that was the, the, the xylophone. Was the first thing he got oh, with, the, with the wooden toys to push it through. Because I, I, I was smart enough to not give every uh, anything with batteries. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> Batteries can be removed, but yeah, a metal cellophone will just make noise yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. Drum yeah. set. Best, best. And if you, and if you buy, yeah, and if you get something with batteries, take the long life batteries <laughs> and put them in there. And then what you do is you take a screwdriver and you just ruin the screw head. Yeah. So, so your uh, brother will be able to Come open on. it up. Do, do it the right way from the beginning. Just use is a it, dremel. It's <laughs> simpler than that. Just a hammer. And if you, yeah. Here's a hammer. And your first hammer. Your seven. And this... Go yeah, and it, there's something that um, might sound, well, it's, it might not necessarily sound stupid, but uh, it's not easy not having children. I for, bet. Um, yeah. And this is not, I'm not talking about there's so many challenges in raising kids. I, yeah, I have the highest respect for people. But if you have a stressful day at work mm-hmm. and you get home and you're with your family and your children, Mm-hmm. All that is put aside and you fully concentrate on your children. Yeah. Because this is family and family goes first. Yeah. Um, I never thought about that when I was younger, but it occurred to be a problem with for Steph and I. Mm-hmm. Not having children means we need to find something else to concentrate on. Yeah. When we get back. I mean, we have each other. This is fine. This is like you have your partner. This is one of the things. Um, but most of the stuff you concentrate outside of that is um, hobbies. Yeah. But you can, you're not required to do a hobby. No, that's true. So finding something that gives you the drive when you come home to just keep your head away from work, to not bring work home or not bring your problems home, uh, you have to find other stuff to do that. And this is uh, turns out to be difficult if you're not forced to concentrate on something else. Yeah. And I'm not going to get a dog or another cat just because of that. So, um, yeah, that was just, that, that was something we, uh, Steph and I talked about, actually. Hmm. And this is why we have uh, each of us our own hobbies and stuff we stick to. Do you get of do you get that question often? Like, why don't you have kids? Oh, you, you it's the most wonderful in life. The and all that I kind used... of bullshit from, from some people. That doesn't understand that it, it can be just a choice. Oh, it's not bullshit. It's just for, uh, we're still living in a society where you're raised with everybody in mind for the absolute normal, most normal thing to happen is having children. Yeah, that's the pressure so of you, society. You, and that's complete bullshit because it's the same thing. Like when I, I say I don't drink alcohol. Oh, why don't not, you drink alcohol? It's so it's fun. Not, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not. Go, go but, have fun, but yeah, I don't right, need but it. But it's not bullshit for those people because they grew up with it. For them, it's like a, a normal this is like what you're not breathing yeah so yeah. i mean i understand mm. where they're coming from i understand where they're raised i was raised really liberal so for me mm. i was never forced to it but of course my parents would talk about it like i would have children sometime or yeah. someday um in the beginning i got that question a lot but now our friends know that steph and i won't have children that we yeah. decided on not having them and um it's still a privacy thing where people that don't know us not come up at first thing and ask you like oh where are your children 
Well, so, you're, you're lucky for that because here the society is, is built pretty much the same way. And as soon as you, you are married, as I said, like you will get a question from people that you don't even know that well. So when, when will you have your first kid? What if we decided not to have kids? What if we've decided to wait for 10 years before we have our first kid? I mean, it, it, I, I say it's bullshit because it's pre putting pressure on you and you've asked for nothing and it's so your yeah, for freedom me, is... to just choose to have one not have one wait a little bit because you want maybe to focus on your career for a while because maybe you want to travel the world for a while or because you have health problem and you can't have children i mean it's not of the business you you can very just little mm -hmm. yeah sorry no no go, go on yeah I, I had very little people that don't know me that came up to me and asked me That's good. And usually I give them That's kind good. of a like snappy comments like, oh, yeah, we thought about it, but we love the training stage too much. It's just so, yeah, something yeah, yeah. stupid like that because it's, um, I find unpolite, like you don't ask. And it, it gets is. better with, and I believe it gets better with a certain age also because um, people now, because Steph and I are, we're not getting younger. They're mm -hmm. probably like, well, maybe they can't get children. So people get more careful in asking. When you, yeah. you're in your 20s and in the beginning of your 30s, people ask, it's like, so, oh, when's going to happen? And later on, they're just kind of getting around the bush about it. And I mean, I've been, I've been pretty, we've always been really open with the fact that we don't want children. And I mean, I, I, go, I would, like, and I'm honest about it. Like I took um, pre, uh, repercussions mm -hmm. a couple of years back. So, yeah, I, I can make it. I made sure we're not going to have children. Yeah. So that's I, that. I would just wish that people have, have more respect for people willing to have children and also for people willing not to have children. Like it's it's your choice, it's your life, it's your decision. You have, you you do whatever you want to do, and mm. and when they put pressure on you, like oh why don't you have children or why do you want to have children, it's yeah. it's same thing. I mean. We can have no, a conversation we, and we can talk about it, but you don't have to judge I, anyone because they they are not having children. I mean, it makes no no sense. I get I get what you're saying, and it's not everybody is in a position that Steph and I are that it's easily accepted by the family. It's like, oh, it's their yeah. decision; they can do whatever they want. We know a couple that have basically to lie to their parents and say it's a medical oh. condition because they just don't want to have children. Yeah. And they get every single time they get asked when they meet. And so they just, at one point they got fed up with it and they, they know they wouldn't accept them that they don't want to. So mm. they just started telling them it's like, it's a medical condition. Um, we're trying, but it's probably not going to work out. And that kind of made them back up. And I, I thought it was so sad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me of my, my mother, when I was uh, in a high school and, and going for a party uh, at night out, uh, before I go to the party, she was like, don't forget, I don't want to be a grandma just yet. Yeah, was, <laughs> and, and she kept saying me uh, that for a few years. And after we got married with my wife, she was like, so when is the first child coming? Mm -hmm. and, and there is this pressure of, of other people Uh, because they also have the, the the need or just the the envy of having grandchildren because they want to have that that adventure in their life also, which I can totally understand. 
but to the extent of putting pressure on people and 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 those people having to lie that's a bit harsh i mean i'm i'm sorry for your friends because that yeah. must be very difficult to live i mean one, one part is sort of having to go against expectations of society and their parents and all of it mm. another is realizing you have parents who doesn't support your decision yeah that too mm. i mean that sounds heavy yeah I, yeah I, fortunately i was not in that position and i always had the, the support of my parents uh i was lucky very lucky in that sense uh, i can't imagine uh, being in a different position like if your parents are putting too much pressure on you in order for you to make children like for them or the other way around like someone uh um like imagine your parents don't agree with you marrying the woman you are in love with because reasons yeah like yeah you know you shouldn't marry her or you shouldn't have children with with her like i mean that's crazy that's unbearable to to have to live in that kind of situation there's an expression in france that's caught between the hammer and the anvil uh, probably yeah. everywhere but that's exactly rock it. In a hard place yeah uh uh it, it's you have to manage everyone everyone expectation and you are suffering trying to do that and it's it's the only way i i would have survived that kind of situation is by escaping uh from it like I just almost yeah. thought you were going to say by suicide I, <laughs> no but it it can be a solution i mean it, it can be a solution for people in because in that situation suicide is an escape no no I, it was just the, the only one. way i could survive is by suicide I just yeah, love the but, sentence if, if it were okay, to come out of your um, mouth. That would have been funny. Sorry, move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, don't kill no, yourself. I, I, let's do, do cut that short. Like, I've never been in the situation where there was an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah but I, yeah. on the other side, I never let it face me. So for me, if people ask or if friends ask, I was just, like, honest about it. And mm. I didn't think anything by it. I was just like, no, nah, that's my decision. And sometimes it's that you get that weird reaction where they look at you and they, they look at you it's like, what? No, no children? I'm like... Yeah. It's like I like to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can still do that after I mean, a certain I mean, age. Make, you you're able to. Yeah, and then you just lay awake when as soon as they go out at night and party, you lay awake yeah. at night oh, and, yeah. and wait till they get home. <laughs> you know, I've <laughs> you know, I've been did. I've been uh, more often uh, waking up by my dog than my kid. My kid has more respect for my sleep compared to <laughs> to the respect that my my dog had for my yeah. sleep. Like, oh, it's six. I'm hungry and I want to pee. Take me out. My kid would never do that, which is great. Well, plus yeah, plus children grow up. Like, uh, if you have cats or dogs, they just yeah. Yeah, they die. They never do. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Raz? You you you've been quite open, at, at least with me, uh, saying that you wanted kids. Um, if I may ask. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what's the thing that, that makes you want to have kids? Is that the adventure of... Long story short, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah? so. I think it's just that. Um, and also, I, I, I guess it's a little bit of finding purpose to an extent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I recognize there's a fair bit of societal expectations and I know it would make my parents happy and all of that. But also for my own sake, uh, I'm not going to say it sounds like fun, it sounds like fun to you practice just, have a kid. Oh, it's fun to practice and to have a kid. <laughs> you know, you know, you want you really want to know what's the 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 most stressful part mm. 
It's the birth. I can bet. I, I bet. The birth is, oh, fuck. It's, you're going through so many different emotions and they are not all good. Yeah. Because you're going to pray, you're going to cry, you're going to hope uh, that everybody gets out of it healthy. You're you, going to get yelled at. You're going to... Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was lucky enough to not be in the same room, so oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you will... You will bargain with god or anyone just to be sure that your wife and your kid uh is healthy at the end of the day yeah and the real the real reason for rasmus because he really wants children is so he has someone who he can force to listen to his jokes for the next <laughs> 16 to 18 years 20 40 at least years. at least <laughs> at least <laughs> you know i'm stubborn i'll stay around for a while <laughs> i hope so uh, yes, I mean, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to call and ask how you're doing, and here's a random fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> uh, oh, why? Why don't you bring your friends over? Because you're embarrassing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, that I mean, there, there's things there that I'm really that I like cliches uh, that I really look forward to. One is to embarrass the hell out of a kid. Oh yeah, me too. The, the, another, to be honest, uh, me too. Another is like. If, if if I have daughters, I mean, I need to make some badass weapon I can hang over the fireplace. Oh, it's just, and... <laughs> it's just gotta be those medieval ones with a sharpening stone that you pull over your sword. Yeah, or I'll I'll, I'll come out in a full suit of armor with a flail. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> and you're yes. like, hello, kid. <laughs> Baked by eight, eh? <laughs> We say that before we have the kids and when we have them, but we, we do shit. We don't do anything because we don't want to embarrass them. Until, until I mean, I will, that's something that I've, 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 uh, in mind for a long time. The day my, at my son's wedding day mm. ceremony, I will, I will make sure to embarrass him, uh, yeah. at least for yeah. five minutes before I tell him I, I love him to death. As you should. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you, you have to do that with your kids. It's also part of the fun and, and because there is this understanding that we love each other and, and it's all fine so we can joke. I mean, that's the perfect relationship that you can have with, with your dad or with your son is being able to make jokes and, and, and have fun because you know that it will, it will not affect the relationship that you have with him. Definitely so, something to yeah. focus on. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll start. Well done. Okay. Just Go just ahead. to put red to out of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so I do to put myself out of misery. Yes, please yeah. tell me what's the name of what's the title of this your series? Alex Ryder. Holy shit! I didn't think about that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So Alex Ryder is. It started out as a book series, that, written by Anthony Horowitz, if I recall correctly, that I started reading when it when they came out in early two thousands. Maybe the first book was two thousand and three or something. Mm-hmm. And I read the first five or six books and then I sort of outgrew them. But then I re- I checked back in just before the podcast here and the last, the, a new book is coming out soon. And it's been coming out like continuously every other year. Uh, but they, they made an Alex Ryder film maybe yeah. something like 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. That was based upon the first book. A little bit more than yeah, that. Yeah, probably right? more than that. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, that movie didn't really do that well, and it never was in no. the sequels. But they now made a TV series that is really cool. But it's not the first book. 
they jump a little bit further into the story and they mix and match a little bit to make sort of the recruitment. Or I should tell you what it's all, all about. Mm-hmm. So Alex Ryder is a teenage spy. Mm-hmm. But as I recall the books, as a kid who's tossed out into the world and has to deal with like life and death situations and possibly killing people, the books deal with a lot of PTSD. Yeah. Now, this is just the first season and it's the first adventure. Mm-hmm. They, this is not like a happy-go-lucky, fun teenage spy series. No, this is a serious James Bond-level spy thriller that just happens to have a teenager in the, in the, uh, as the main spy, as, as the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not fully like that dark, but it is that serious, I'd say. Okay. But I think okay. I think that's is a strong suit because if they had made it too light and fun, it would have hit too young of an audience, and it would not be like it would not be the same kind of good spy story. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if it's a show, they keep that till season four. Usually, every show goes to shit in season four. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it lasts that long, it's a Netflix. No, 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 no. At least then it has a good chance to go longer than one season. Season three is should be coming out in not too long, but I have not yet finished all of season one. Okay. And as I said, like they, they mix and match a little bit, sort of. It's not the first book. It's not Stormbreaker that is the first adventure or mm-hmm. case he takes. But they take the whole recruitment phase. That is the same. And it leads up into it in a really good way. And I, f- I find like, yeah, if you want, or if you have like older teenagers that like a bit of adventure, a bit of spy, mm-hmm. this could be a really good one. It's mm-hmm. not like brutal, it's not gory, but it is serious. Uh-huh. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. And it has a really high creep factor in this adventure. Mm-hmm. That uh, is even more so because I know what is going on because I remember the book, yeah. but I only remember the, the the main plot line of the book. I don't remember all of the small things. And also, by all means, the books are twenty years old. This story is twenty years old. Yeah. But the series is put in today, so there's a lot of adjustments, like minor tweaking, they have done to explain That's away good. why modern technology doesn't work for him, and what they have changed a lot. Uh, not a lot of things, but like they, they changed things that I notice to make it seem current and modern. Okay. Smartphones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have smartphones, but it's one, one of those things like, oh, but of course it won't work there because they will take it away from you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here's an old school MP3 player instead. And to activate spy mode on the MP3 player, you need to go to the playlist, New Kids on the Block. Which is just perfect because no one in yeah. today will bother checking that playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know some people that would. Uh, yeah, but you're old. Yeah, <laughs> that's, vintage. That's true. <laughs> yeah, vintage. Thank, thank you, Jan. But yeah, uh, Alex Ryder. <laughs> it's uh, wherever you know pirates on the, on the internet. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, you want to go? Yep. Second. I actually have two this week, and okay. it's two people out of your community. So first of all is uh, Multi Awesome Studio. Yeah. Because I flipped through Instagram today and I think it's either a real or a video post he did uh, where he took a advice from the Maker Monster. 
And um, I think the series or miniseries is the, it's called Window Wisdom. So what he does is uh, with his white marker, he writes text on the inside of his window so it can be seen from the outside. Ah. And he took the one from the Maker Monster where he said, push through the ugly face. um, And I love the design. I love how he did it. He also shows how he's um, using his, how do you call it, that marker, how, how he can reuse the stuff. Yeah, because like it's the cra- film material. He's scrapping a chalk, uh, chalk marker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, chalkboard marker. Exactly. He starts by so scrapping also- the thing from the window, that, uh, and he's reusing the powder with a little bit of water to put inside the marker. It's very smart, and yeah, I've seen exactly. It's fine. It's, it's mm-hmm. multi awesome nice. studio. Love the stuff he does. I always giggle when I get over the stuff. Like a lot of funny stuff he does. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. definitely check him out on Insta. Absolutely. And the second one also, um, well, Insta or from our community is uh, Phil from A-Trades Design. Yeah. Yeah, because he has just that, I don't know, sixth sense. We usually throw at each other different memes and just mm-hmm. stupid jokes, dead jokes, stuff like that, whatever we find. And he just has that sixth sense whenever I'm stressed at work when I'm feeling down, I suddenly receive a meme from him and just have to watch out that I'm not hysterically laughing in the middle of a, like a phone call with a customer or something because something pops up. That's so, uh, yeah, great kudos to him. Yeah. I you can find him in the A-Trades Design on Instagram and also on YouTube. He has a yeah. few YouTube videos. Yeah. Hey. Do. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, yeah. That's great. Cool. Um, mine yes. is actually a French tattoo artist called Elliot Kohek. Elliot Kohek, okay. He's from uh, uh, Annecy, a beautiful little town not that far from where I live. Uh, and he's very specialized. Um, his style is very much dark, oral. Yeah. And it's absolutely stunning. Stunning work. I mean, I speaking mean, of Elden Ring, uh, this is Lovecraftian, Bloodborne level freaky stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I've been interested in tattoo artists for a very long time, and wow. I there's a lot of different style that I really enjoy. But when I stumble upon his work, I mean, it's not all oral. There is a a few different other things things, but man, this guy is. Really, really talented. Yes, a very uh, gothic style. He definitely style. excels in the dark style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all uh, black and white mostly, uh, but it's also there is very uh, this three D effect um, yeah. from his tattoos. Uh, yeah, That's stunning work. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at a school cathedral on the back of somebody over the complete back of yeah. somebody's back. Uh, even better, go oh, a bit further wow. down and see the Joker. Yeah, there's a Joker, there's a lot of skulls, there's some pirates, there's stuff from movies, there's some... Oh, Cops and... Riot. Yeah. Uh, really the well guy made. is is really, really, really good. So, mm-hmm. again, his name is Elliot Kohek. Uh, he has a huge following uh, on Instagram, over 500,000k. I can see why. 500,000 subscribers. Yeah I, 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 yeah, I can see why as well. I was, I was like, I don't remember where I, I heard of the guy or saw the guy, but he was like, oh, damn, that's good. So even even though you're not very much into tattoo uh, artists, uh, just you can, I think, appreciate the work that goes into it and the talent of just 
being able to draw that kind of stuff. So yeah, have a look if you enjoy it. Uh, subscribe. Um, yeah, that's it for me today. Excellent. Very nice. I'm sorry, I'm still scrolling through those yeah. tattoos. That is awesome. <laughs> Any okay. last little tiddly bits? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, I have, not you, but I have booked my yeah. flight to Maker Central. Oh. And yes, you can just be <laughs> silent from that because and ashamed exactly. because you're not going. Like, uh, yeah, we're not know. going. We just bumped that. We are not going. Yeah, so I know. Please, I what know. do you want us to say? I, I, I wish I, I could go and I, I can't. So yeah, I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. But also, uh, happy International Women's Day. That yeah. was for us yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Including trans women, which I think is yeah. still important to say. Absolutely. And if you want to... No, that doesn't work. You can find us collectively at <laughs> Two Thirds Focus on any of the mostly social places and Two Thirds Focus on Patreon, if you are so inclined. And next time, we might have a topic. But I am Rasmus Lewin and LewinSmear.no. Yeah, and I'm Red. You can find me on the internet at the Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere. And more specifically at TheRedSmith.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> exactly you guys know where to find us so yes take care bye bye have a good week bye